Today on Locked On Horn Frogs, we're going to talk about a tight end that could be an X factor for the TCU offense this season. And yes, we will get to baseball. Trey Richardson with a career day. Uh, the Frogs are moving on to the regional final to most likely play Arkansas at the time of this recording. Don't have that opponent quite yet. We'll talk about all that and more next on Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right. It is your team every day. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, Locked On Horn Frogs. You can also find us wherever it is you get your podcast in its audio form. I am kind of learning on the fly here. As you can see um, if you're watching this on YouTube, we have a, a new graphics package from the Locked On Network, which I'm really excited about. Um, some new bells and whistles for the YouTube audience. So that also means that I'm trying to kind of figure out on the fly what exactly I'm doing. So sorry for those hiccups over the next few days in advance, but trying my best, trying to learn the system. Um, and it does look pretty sleek. You can see like a rundown here on, uh, I guess it's on your left um, but anyway, it's just a cool addition that Tegna and the Locked On Network brought us. Um, so TCU football, I started this series at the end of last week. I want to talk about X factors for this team. And yes, I will get to TCU baseball. Don't worry. Frogs had a huge win against Arkansas, 20-5 to in the winner's bracket game from their regional um, on Sunday afternoon. Also beat Arizona on Friday in that opening game of the tournament. And so they continue to be red hot. They're now moving on to the regional final. They will play the winner of Arkansas-Santa Clara, which is going on right now. So I'll get to all that in segment two. But I want to talk about TCU football and the TCU offense and another X factor that could uh, pay huge dividends for the Frogs. And this is a name you might not know. I, I, I was discussing Marcel Brooks last week, which I think for most people that follow the team closely or even just are more casual observers, you know Marcel Brooks, you know that name, five-star talent. Uh, come out of high school, goes to LSU, has um, somewhat of an impact on that national championship team in 2019, hits the portal, hasn't really worked out from a health standpoint so far during his career at TCU, but seems to be primed to potentially make a much bigger impact this year. Uh, this is a player on the offensive side of the ball. So if you've listened to me talk in the spring, you know that I'm really high on these inside wide receivers, JoJo Earl, um, for the Alabama transfer, John Paul Richards and the Oklahoma State transfer. And I think Jared Wiley, the tight end, is set up for a big season. Now, um, I believe part of that is because Kendall Browse uses the tight end more in his offense. I also just think that with Chandler Morris as quarterback and with some of the limitations they have on the outside, they're going to use those inside wide receivers and use the middle of the field more. Um, but a name to know, and this guy caught a touchdown pass in the spring game with Jacarius Spivey leaving. Um, behind Jared Wiley, there's now sort of an opening for a second tight end. And the guy that stepped into that role in spring practice was DeAndre Rogers. And DeAndre Rogers, from all reports, had a nice little spring camp. He is a big target, stands at 6'4, 250 pounds, um, was originally an Oregon commit, was a highly rated talent out of high school, a uh, four star recruit according to uh, 247 Sports, number eight tight end in the country. Rattles has the number six player in the state of Washington. 
Um, he had offers from Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State. So all the big guns. Um, DeAndre uh, ran into like – it's hard to explain. It wasn't necessarily a legal issue, but something sort of went down that he ended up not being a part of, but he was um, in the same vicinity of an unfortunate incident, and that led to him not ending up at Oregon. Um which was where he was originally going to go. And so through the process and, and kind of some weaving and going along, he ends up at TCU. Now he's been on campus at TCU for a few seasons. Last year played on special teams. The year before that took a red shirt season, appeared in four games. But this season is uh, expected to be part of the offense. And so um, you're talking about big target, great athlete, guy that knows how to move. Now the wild card here to me as well is what ends up happening with Jack Besh. And Jack Besh is the transfer from LSU. Um, he played some, like, inside wide receiver there. He played some sort of scat back, uh, H-back sort of, you know, tight end position as well. So I don't know if he's going to end up being on the line of scrimmage, if they're going to use him in the slot, if it'll be a mixture of both. But that will play into what ends up being DeAndre Rogers' production as well because behind Wiley – um, you have another guy in Besh who, depending on where they want to move him in the formation, could sort of vacuum up some of those targets. But I really think with Chandler Morris, which from you know all indications is a guy that seems to be a little more clinical, more accurate than Max was, um, maybe more technical, uh, having you know big targets running over the middle of the field is going to be a huge deal. And I, I wonder if they go with – you know, some heavy sets at times, especially in the red zone. Because early in the season last year, if you remember, that was where Jared Wiley really started to make his name for himself. Had You know, had the touchdown catch against SMU, had that touchdown catch against Oklahoma State, which was on that weird sort of trick play that they ran. And then as the year went on, he became more of a factor um, just in the normal process of the game. And he was constantly a guy that I, w- I wish they would have used more. Um, but with them trying to exploit matchups and use that position more regularly this season, excuse me, I think Rodgers is a player um, that could step up. And he's one of the many guys on this offense, that skill position set, that has a ton of potential. You just want to see it uh, really skyrocket this year. Dalen Wright comes to mind as well, the transfer from Minnesota. Um, and then you have some younger guys like Cordell Russell. There's going to be a lot of excitement around him, and he's playing the outside wide receiver position. But – the, the question about him is just sort of like how quickly can he acclimate to being a true freshman and playing at the college level. Um, and Rodgers is, you know, a player with a couple seasons under his belt, should have a pretty good understanding of the process now of what Sonny Dykes and his coaching staff want from him on a regular basis since he's been in the system for one year and with Spivey moving on. Um, and, and Spivey was a good blocking tight end. They didn't use him a ton in the past game. He did have that touchdown catch against Iowa State in the playoff. His main contribution was sort of getting behind Max in those short yard situations and, and pushing him forward. Uh, but I don't think that's the type of player that Rodgers is. This is not an inline blocker. Like, not that he can't be physical, not that he can't do that at a high level, but this is more of athletic tight end who can go make plays, who hopefully can – exploit some mismatches against safeties and linebackers if teams are going to try to use those types of players to play him. So 
DeAndre Rodgers, another X factor for the season. Marcel Brooks on the defensive side, DeAndre Rodgers on the on the offensive side. We'll continue this. We'll do three more of these. I got five in mind for this TCU football season um, and excited to see how it plays out, especially with this new offense that they're going to be running. Um, not going to be like world changingly different than what they did last year, but some new concepts uh, will be intriguing to see sort of how that plays out. I, I want to talk about TCU baseball in a minute. I know that's an exciting topic right now. I do want to mention FanDuel, FanDuel though. One of our sponsors, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You can go there today and uh, you can start betting um, on, you know, NBA games, NBA finals going on. Miami's had that series up at one. You can bet on the money line. You can do prop bets, all, all sorts of options at FanDuel. Uh, they also have a safe, secure, and easy-to-use app, FanDuel Sportsbook. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, or you can go to the app. Um, they are a proud sponsor of the Lockdown Network. Okay, good timing here. So as I'm recording this, uh, the game just went final in Fayetteville. Arkansas defeats Santa Clara in the uh, elimination game 6-4. to four. So the Hogs survive. They will now take on TCU in the regional final. And if you missed it today, TCU just – Pounded out 21 hits and scored 20 runs in a 20-5 victory over Arkansas on Sunday afternoon. The game was supposed to be played originally Saturday night. Got rained out. Uh, today had some lightning delays despite the sunny weather. Had to stop a few times. But the man of the hour is Trey Richardson. Two grand slams and two innings. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, Trey came up in the first, hit a grand slam to go up 4 nothing. Um, then hit a grand slam in the second to put TCU up 11 to nothing. Braden Taylor hit a three-run bomb today. Uh, Sam Stoutenborough did a nice job sort of keeping things steady. Um, went six innings, ended up giving up uh, four earned runs, five runs total, but did his job and, you know, gave up a leadoff home run at the beginning of that game and then settled in. Uh, TCU gave him a nice cushion, scoring six runs in the top of the first inning. So good day all around. They also beat Arizona on Friday. Um, so TCU's in pretty good shape right now. They're going to play Monday. That first game's at 2 o'clock. If they win that, they will move on to the Super Regionals, um, which were, where they would face Indiana State, the number 16 national seed, uh, or excuse me, they're the number 14 national seed, and they ended up winning their regional today and closing that out. If they lose that afternoon game on Monday, then they would play Arkansas again Monday night. So this is an uphill battle for Arkansas. They're having to win three games in 24 hours. And that was such a huge game today for TCU because if you've been following this team, especially with Luis Rodriguez out now being shut down for the season, you know this is not a team with premium pitching depth. I mean, even with things set up well for them, uh, I assume like Cam Brown's probably going to start tomorrow and then if you have to go to a Monday night game, I would think Chase Hoover would get the nod. Maybe they go to a guy like Luke Savage, who uh, threw a lot of pitches on Friday, but has gotten some extra rest now because of that rain out on Saturday. He was really effective against Arizona. I'm not sure what direction they go. Could just be a, a bullpen, all hands on deck type of day. And with that being said, Arkansas is also struggling with their pitching depth and will be you know, using their fourth starter tomorrow and the potentially a fifth starter or a bullpen guy in that Monday night game. But TCU was not built to come out of the loser's bracket. Nobody really is. It's an uphill battle for anyone. But this team in particular, they just don't have 
you know, a, a plethora of guys that can go give you quality innings as starters. What they are doing right now, though, is the bats are just red hot. I mean, they went down two to nothing to Arizona early in that opening game, and within three batters, um, it was three to two. You know, Elijah Nunez gets on, Carson Bowen gets a base hit. Um, and then Braden Taylor hits a three-run homer, and suddenly they turn that game completely uh, on its head after, you know, sort of a rough start in the first inning. Cole Clucker also did a nice job, um, gave a couple home runs, but it's a pretty good Arizona lineup, and he hung in there and did what he could against a Wildcat team uh, that can mash. But this this group right now is hitting the ball so well. They're having such quality at bats. You know, in that first inning, so Elijah Nunez bounces out to third, um, like on three or four pitches. And then Carson Bowen comes up, uh, and he's down 0-2 in the count, and he's just able to foul some pitches off, take some, ends up working a walk. Uh, then the next batter up was Braden Taylor. He gets a single. Cole Fontenelle gets hit on the foot um, by a pitch. And so now the bases are loaded with one out. And first pitch, Trey Richardson takes a fastball in the outside corner and goes opposite field and takes it out of the house. And then he did it again in the second bat. Uh, another opposite field home run, another grand slam to give TCU an 11-1 to lead. Just all around a fantastic outing, fantastic game for TCU baseball. Um, and this team continues to play at a high level. Now, you want to win that afternoon game tomorrow because I talked about the pitching depth issues, but the other factor is this Arkansas uh, fan base is really rabid. That's a great atmosphere at Baum Walker. And – and I don't want this to come down to a winner-take-all Monday night game where that crowd's going to be what I imagine will be in a complete frenzy. Um, you need to take care of business when you can. And so TCU, they've done it so far, but uh, as Kirk Sarlu said in the press conference after the game today, they haven't won anything. I hope there's no complacency, but, man, they're seeing the ball so well right now. Um, they're just hitting everything playing at a high level, playing good defense. Trey Richards had a great play on defense today as well. Um, just getting it done every which way you can. They're getting quality at bats from everyone. Curtis Byrne is suddenly red hot. You know, I talked about Jacob Saylor's earlier this week. Elijah Nunez has is, is, uh, been fantastic. And that was Hagen Smith they were facing today for Arkansas. He was one of the better pitchers in the SEC. I think he came in with a 2.69. ERA on the season like this was not some um, just random arm that they threw out there and Arkansas knew how important this game was too I mean I think it was more important for, for TCU because it would have been really really tough for them to come out of you know winning an elimination game and then winning two games tomorrow um, but with the weather delay I mean it's, it's going to be a quick turnaround for Arkansas tomorrow afternoon and so that was a game they wanted and Sam Stoutenberg did his job that offense did their job and they get a victory over the Hogs, 20-5. to When we come back, we'll discuss more of Trey Richardson's historic day. We'll do that in a moment on Lockdown Horn Frogs. So closing up shop, uh, and it, it sort of got overshadowed. Like, Braden Taylor has been just absolutely on fire. He had another home run today. Uh, I believe he had four RBIs on, on, the, on the afternoon, which is great. You know, big-time game from him. He's been locked in for weeks. But the man that stole the show was Trey Richardson. And as I said earlier, hit two grand slams in two innings. After that second grand slam rounding first base, he hit the Jordan shrug, which was a, a funny moment. 
Um, a fantastic moment for him. The transfer from Baylor, second baseman, was amazing. 11 RBIs today. Ties an NCAA postseason record. He actually tied Shea Langelier's former Baylor catcher um, for that postseason record. Uh, got a single in the ninth inning to get that 11th RBI. But, man, what an absolute monster performance. He came into this game with two home runs on the year and hit three home runs. And everybody was shocked about that. I mean, Trey can, Trey's got some pop. Like he's more of a gap to gap guy. He's going to hit doubles, maybe the occasional triple has good speed. Um, but he's been given TC quality bats. I'll see them. So it's not surprising necessarily that he had a huge game. Just the way he did it was obviously fascinating, but they were throwing away. They were throwing fastballs away and he just had it handled. Every time they were doing that, he had an answer. And hopefully that continues tomorrow. Good luck to TCU baseball as they take on Arkansas. Uh, got to beat the Hogs once and got two chances to do it. But I would prefer, and I know everybody else would, if they can get that done at 2 in the afternoon on Monday and we can uh, calmly move about our business and get ready for that Super Regional against Indiana State. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Um, again, it's your team, and we do it every day.